This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast and when i say easy i mean easy first of all it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer best of all with anchor you can add any songs from spotify directly to your episodes so the possibilities are endless on what you can create whether you want to create a music analysis your own radio show a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist or something that the world's never heard before anchor will even help publish your show to spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners oh did i mention there's no copyright on the songs yeah it's that easy if you guys want to start a podcast that includes music or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much and let's get into the episode. I'm going to take a quick break to tell you guys about our sponsor. You guys all know what Spotify is, but on Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free, so you do not need to have a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one that you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are. And you can also easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. So if you're listening to this ad right now, you should take a pause and share your podcast or share my podcast, I should say, on your Instagram story and let other people know where to find it. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for The Real Real Podcast on Spotify, or browse podcasts in your library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of The Real Real Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. And today's episode, I am just really excited to share. I think this is one of my very favorite ones, just because it's with one of my best friends. I have known Katie since fifth grade and she is definitely my longest friend and we have things on Facebook and stuff. If we look back at memories where we're like arguing about like team Jacob or team Edward and just like we've been through all the awkward stages together. She's just been my longest friend. So it was felt very, very comfortable having her on the podcast and share her story because she's definitely someone that I look up to and that is such an inspiration to me and she's just amazing and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to it. And before I start, I did want to apologize if you guys are watching this or listening to this on Tuesday because I completely forgot to upload this on Monday morning, which is when I will be uploading from here on out. So 
I apologize for that. Seriously, every Monday from here on out though, it will be on Monday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time when this comes out. Today's episode is with my friend Katie, like I said, and she is a young teacher. So she just graduated college two years ago. She's only 23 years old. She teaches seventh grade middle school English, which I feel personally like that is the hardest grade to teach because middle schoolers, they're going through their awkward phase. They're also going through their sassy phase. No one knows who they are. So it's just like an uncomfortable time. I feel like people are kind of like the boys are a little bit rude the girls are kind of getting into drama for the first time hormones are going crazy so i feel like it's just like an uncomfortable time (laughs) to be uh, a teacher i guess and she is so young so i was very fascinated with how kind of her students interact with her because when i think of my teachers typically i always had older teachers i could also be thinking that because when you are in seventh grade 23 does sound so old but then when you're 23 you're like wait no 23 is so young especially to be a teacher so I am just so excited to share her story and she also kind of wasn't expecting to be a teacher like if you listen to the podcast you will see her her journey to become a teacher and to kind of be in this place of life was not very conventional it wasn't like she wanted to do that her whole life it wasn't even like she studied that in school so it's just gonna be very very super super interesting and I'm I don't know I I just had so much fun filming this or recording this. I'm sorry. I always say filming. It's still getting some time to get used to saying recording instead of filming because YouTube is my main thing. And like I've been saying filming for so, so, so long. But if you guys also want other professions on here, I would love to know. So be sure to DM the Real Real Podcast on Instagram. We also have a private Facebook group facebook group where you guys can join and it's more of like a networking session like a networking group versus just like another like connecting with the real world podcast like it's not really related to the podcast in the sense of like i'm not promoting it all the time i'm not like promoting myself in it i'm not promoting the podcast as much it's mainly a place for you guys to network and connect and meet other like-minded people be sure to join the real real podcast on facebook we have a show notes website where you guys can join so all of that good stuff i'm gonna have it all in the show notes so that you guys can check it out but i also wanted to shout out the reviewer of the week i always like doing this just kind of a way for me to say thank you to you guys for reviewing it on itunes and if you guys do listen to this episode and you guys like it please be sure to give it a review on itunes and screenshot it and send it to me either on the real real podcast or at natalie barbu which is my personal instagram just so i can thank you guys personally because it does mean so much to me and that's like the number one way to just like have my podcast be discovered especially since i'm so new to podcasting so the review that i'm going to shout out is actually from sabrina and she said i love listening to natalie's podcast every monday while commuting to school like she said it's the real real i love the way she's going about the podcast it's so relatable and different from any other podcast i listen to thank you for motivating me every monday before a long day of classes so amazing it's kind of ironic because this is going up on tuesday but thank you thank you thank you sabrina for saying that because that's just exactly what i want i want this to be a place where you guys can listen on your commute you guys can listen to while you're at work anything like that so leave me a dm saying where you guys listen to this i would love to know or comment on the latest post of mine because i listen to podcasts at work and while i'm driving but i don't know about other people i feel like i barely listen to music anymore i just listen to podcasts before I keep rambling on because I feel like I could ramble on forever, I am just going to get into the episode because it is too good and I cannot wait for you guys to listen. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real real. 
You know what the best feeling is? When you walk out the door feeling like you can conquer the world because your hair looks amazing. You know those days when your hair shines with confidence? Well, I have something that are going to make those good hair days into a daily reality, which is Way's new hair gloss. I personally have been loving taking care of my hair. I just got a new haircut and at first I was iffy on it, but then the more I've looked at it and the more I've styled it, I actually really love it and I don't think I can go back to super long hair. It's all about how you style it. So I have been meticulous about my hair routine. I've been incorporating Waze hair gloss and it has literally made me love my haircut and love all of the different ways that I can make it look. It's so easy. Just five minutes in the shower and bam, instant shine. And let me tell you, preventing heat damage is a top priority for me. And with hair gloss protecting my hair up to 450 degrees, I can style worry-free. And the best part, my hair feels shinier, healthier, and more vibrant than before. If you guys have seen my blowouts on my Instagram or my TikTok, you know that I have been feeling my hair and it has been so shiny. Getting your shine on in the shower with Waze hair gloss is so easy and it's packed with hyaluronic acid and rice water and so it so it not only gives you immediate shine but also treats damage and enhances color vibrancy. And here's the best part, in a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother with Waze hair gloss give your hair a glow up with way go to t-h-e-o-u-a-i and use promo code real real for 15 percent off any product that's t-h-e-o-u-a-i dot com promo code real real hi katie thank you for coming on the podcast thank you for having me so we are just going to get right into setting the record straight awesome. and these are just where i am going to ask you a lot of questions or misconceptions that people have about teachers and you're going to tell me if they're true or if they're false okay let's go you do not get paid a lot oh definitely true <laughs> yeah I, I think I get paid the less the least out of all of my friends <laughs> yeah so that is I am a big believer that teachers are super underpaid definitely um so I knew the answer to this one <laughs> but I needed to address that um <laughs> grading is the worst part of the job Honestly, no. Grading grading is the most tedious part of the job. It takes me the longest, but I think the worst part is just knowing how many extra hours I'm putting in and not getting paid for because teachers don't get paid overtime, but yet we work 10 to 12 hour days easily. So I think that's just like, it wears on you down, like psychologically knowing that you're basically working for free and it's very mentally draining. Teachers don't take students' behaviors or attitudes personally. Mm, it's both a myth and true. I think um, it's really easy for me to to like know when my students are giving me attitude, like, oh, they're just middle schoolers, that's how they are, and they're going to love me the next second. Uh, but then sometimes they can say really disrespectful things and get really personal with you. Like, they make fun of my height all the time, which doesn't bother me at all. But then if they, like make fun of me in other ways like then it can be really hurtful or they're intentionally just like give you attitude back knowing that you can't say anything to them no matter what they're saying to you and it's just that is really draining yeah no I feel like that's so hard I feel like especially middle school your age group (laughs) I mean I remember when I was in middle school and when the stuff that some kids would do 
It was so horrible. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. I mean, they'll literally just, like, tell you, I don't care. I don't care what you have to say. I don't care. I feel like they harass you sometimes. Oh, I yeah. remember that when we were in middle school, especially because you're young. Oh, like, my gosh. They're always like, are you old enough to be a teacher? Or then they'll, like, make fun of me. They'll be like, you're so poor. You're a teacher. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> or they'll talk about, like, my personal life or just kind of trying to, like, rub, rub me the wrong way and get under my skin. But Yeah, the, I would take that personally. <laughs> Oh, it's hard. It's hard not to, but at the same time, like, you have to know that they're going through so much, and they don't. They don't really understand what they're saying. They just want. They're just mad about something else, and they're taking it out on you, which is just the nature of the beast. Oh, that's why you're a teacher, because you understand that. <laughs> I would be like right back at them. <laughs> Sometimes I want to say like a savage comment back, but I'm like, no, no, like they're kids. <laughs> or like, but when they're saying like, no one cares, Miss Colvin, like, nah, 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 or they're like being disrespectful be like I don't care what you do whatever and then it's that can be hard to not be like well I don't care what you do well also to um let you guys know Katie is very short so when she was saying oh, that yeah. they're making fun of her height she <laughs> is what well, how tall are you like five I'm foot? literally barely five foot like yeah. all my students are taller than me that's um, crazy which is kind of funny and they think it's hilarious and it really doesn't bother me at all that's the one thing that they can make fun of me for that I'm completely confident in mm-hmm. but that's because I was like made fun of my whole life so I'm like eh whatever now like <laughs> They always, they'll be like, Miss Coleman, you're so short. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm in control of your grade. Oh, good. Yeah. Clap back. Yeah. No, for me, I feel like I would be, I, I feel like you have to act tough also because yes. you are the teacher. So you can't let them see that it like gets to you. Oh, definitely. And like the worst thing is when they like act like you're not qualified to do your job. Like they'll be like, I mean, I'm, I've only been out of college for two years and they'll be like, you know, are you still in college or oh kind of act like, I don't know what I'm doing. That shows how young they are if they think that you can teach and still be exactly. in college. Exactly. Oh, and they're like, one of them thought I was 18 years old. I was like, are oh. you kidding me? Like, no. Yeah, that shows how young they are. Teachers end work when the students leave. Oh, definitely not true. I think I've taken my work home with me like the majority of this year and it used to be really bad at work-life balance. I used to work 12 hours a day and like never sleep and um, I realized that like that doesn't work for me, so I try to leave school within an hour after the students leave because it's just not good for me to stay there. And I, I had a creepy janitor situation one oh, time. Can we get into that? Oh yeah, we can definitely <laughs> we can definitely get into that. <laughs> um, teaching is an easy job. Oh, definitely not. I think teaching is one of the hardest jobs just because, like most jobs that are require so much time, you're at least compensated for, and mm-hmm. I think. Like, knowing that I literally have one of the lowest paying jobs in the entire state and I can make more money being a nanny and yet, like, I still choose to do what I do. Um, Like, that is, like, really hard, but it's also so rewarding. Mm -hmm. I think it's also one of the most rewarding jobs you'll ever have because you can actually see your impact, like, every single day. And when kids tell you that they love you or that they're grateful for you or they're actually learning for the first time, like, nothing beats that. And I think that's the reason why we do what we do. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i seen some of the things that students have said to Katie, like they'll bring in gifts or cards. Or <laughs> She's also nominated, actually, for a North Carolina School Hero Award, right? Yes. That's what it's called? Yes. When does voting end? Voting voting just ended, but my kids were super excited. They made, like, campaign posters. Oh like, vote for Miss Colvin. And I was nominated by uh, two students, actually, as, like, a teacher of the year. And um, it's just a, such an honor to be nominated, I think, they were like, you you deserve this. Like, you put so much time in. And you don't always get that affirmation from kids. So it was really nice to for them to recognize, like, I do put time into it because I, I do care. 
and it was just really, really encouraging. I'm, I'm really grateful, and I think that was, like, the moral boost I needed to, mm-hmm. to get through this last quarter. Yeah, that is so, so sweet, and it's, like, such an accomplishment for your first year oh, thank teaching. you. Yeah. I was so proud of her when she <laughs> got nominated, and she sent it to our thank friend group. You. I posted it on my story, so maybe some of you voted for her, but, yeah, I was so proud. I think that thank is you. so cool. Thank you. I mean, it's your first year. That's, yeah. I always knew that Katie was going to be, like, a great teacher, though. Like, I wish I had <laughs> Katie as a teacher when I was in middle school. We have a good time. Yeah, no, I feel like your classroom is so fun. I helped her decorate it actually yes, yes that, she did that I think was I have so it fun in a vlog. I think I vlogged I think you some. did and yeah I have like my cozy seating and I always had the lights out and music jazz music playing and Aww. just try to make it as chill as possible yeah I wish I was in your class I'm gonna <laughs> link the vlog that I decorated her classroom in the show notes oh, so perfect. if you guys want to see it then you can now tell me a little bit about yourself so mm-hmm. where are you from like what you major in mm-hmm. all of the generic Okay, so (laughs) I'm actually from Charlotte, um, which is where I live now and where I teach. Um, I actually teach about 10 minutes from the house I grew up in, which is really weird and ironic. Grew up in Charlotte, and then I went to um, App State for a year and transferred to UNCC to finish up, which is a college in Charlotte. And I majored in English um, because I knew that I wanted to graduate early and go to grad school, and so I had enough credits to do that with English. And I always thought I was going to do something different in grad school. I toyed with teaching, but then I would always talk myself out of it. Just thinking like, oh, do I really want to like work that much for that little money? Or like, mm-hmm. is it really worth the, the hours to put into something? Um, and so I was actually graduating and I was thinking about doing um, a master's in communications. And I was going to do strategic communications. And then I got a tutoring job for, I think, a ninth grader at the time. And I loved it so much. I was like, this is so fun for me. I love, like, creating content for her and tutoring her in English. And then I just realized, if I love this so much, like, maybe this is what I should do with the rest of my life. So I decided to, after I graduated that May, pursue an opportunity teaching in the Dominican Republic. And that's something that I never really thought I would do, but I wanted to give back in some way. And the opportunity came to actually get on the ground and teach. And I flew to the Dominican that August. And then I flew in on Saturday and they said on Sunday, they were like, oh, by the way, you're teaching tomorrow and you're teaching first and third grade. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, wait, I have no experience in elementary. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And they're like, you'll learn. Like, you just have to get in there. So the next morning I woke up at 5.30 and I remember being terrified and I was a first and third grade English teacher and so I taught ESL and I had no training for it at all um, and no experience working with kids at that age but except for babysitting but um, I got in there and I learned a lot of things the hard way and it, I realized how much I loved teaching and I was like I have to get my master's in this, this is something I have to do and so I started looking at opportunities in, in Charlotte where I grew up and honestly, the right doors just opened and I started grad school and I got a job right um, at a public charter school in the same area that I grew up in. So I was really familiar with like the type of kids and Charlotte as a whole and I have friends here. So it just ended up being the perfect opportunity to kind of start my career as a teacher after pursuing that out of the box opportunity at first. Yeah, no. What do you think? is like the hardest thing that you've learned being in the Dominican Republic. Because I remember 
you telling me, I mean, you didn't know Spanish, first of all. Oh, no. I knew, like, high school Spanish, one and two. (laughs) Yeah, so that is so impressive. And you literally had no experience, like, in a classroom setting. Yeah, I think at first, classroom management, which is basically helping control the behavior of the kids, that's classroom management, Um, that was the hardest piece for me because I had no experience in it. So I didn't know, like what to even do to get their attention or how to like handle when they're like crawling out of their seats and like on the floor Mm -hmm. like how do I get them to respect me and I think learning that I honestly learned a lot the hard way and I I learned what works for me and my style of teaching is really flexible so I kind of like noise and I like them to interact with me and I realized that that can still work and you can still gain control that way um so I kind of learned my style but I think as far as living in the Dominican the hardest part for me was coming face-to-face with my own privilege for the first time, just, like, being an American and having the education system that we have here and seeing how broken it is in another country and how much we take for granted um, our education system. And, like, in the Dominican, the average person has up to a fifth-grade education, and they're mostly illiterate. So the types of kids we were working with had no resources at home. They had no pencils. They had no, like, way to do homework unless we gave them a pencil or a paper and they had nothing and yet they were hungry to learn and I think just knowing that as a teacher I was in that environment first made me really realize like so many people complain about it here and honestly it's easy to fall into trap that trap but like how much we have to be thankful for in a country that supports k-12 through public education Um, because we could live in a country like the Dominican where they don't support K through 12 education. It's only required to go up to fifth grade. That's insane. I did did not know that. Yeah. It's one of the worst education systems in the world. And when you go to their public schools, it's literally just a daycare. Like it's like a building with kids in it. Um, and they're not learning anything. And Mm -hmm. I think just having that background experience as a teacher, like I'm able to kind of like troubleshoot things easier like if our copier breaks I'm not freaking out because I'm like okay I've done this before yeah um you know we we had hurricane days in the Dominican we had flooding in our classrooms um and we had no AC and like the tropics I think I learned so much in that experience doing with doing with so little resources I think taught me a lot but it was really difficult at the time Yeah, that is, I mean, I remember hearing Katie and I would have random, like, FaceTime chats or calls, and, I mean, the way that she lived in the Dominican also (laughs) is just coming from a very cushioned, I guess I would say, lifestyle here, and we can admit that, like, all of us here, especially, like, in Charlotte, North Carolina, I feel Mm -hmm. like, or at my high school or in our district, Mm -hmm. like, coming from this to going to literally Mm -hmm. where you have no AC at all. Yeah, no. You're living with spiders and tarantulas. Tarantulas and, and like, <laughs> giant frogs. Yeah. And literally, like, there we had solar power, and so when it would rain for, like, weeks at a time, we'd lose power and, like, electricity, and um, we, we would have moldy pillows because the humidity was so bad. Like, my clothes molded, um, and I brought home, like, a suitcase full of moldy clothes. I remember my mom being like, I'm going to throw up. Like, this is disgusting. <laughs> And I had two shirts to wear to work every week. And I couldn't do laundry but, like, once a week. So you can kind of imagine, like, it's 95 degrees and there's no AC, so. And it's so humid. And it's literally so humid. And if you try to even put mascara on, it melts off your face. So I wore no makeup, which is silly. But, like, going to work with no makeup is so vulnerable of a feeling. Like, I felt so young and 
but I remember like four weeks in one of my shoes like my only waterproof shoes broke Mm-hmm. Like the strap completely broke, and I literally hand sewed the strap <laughs> onto my shoe, and it was the ugliest thing. But I literally was like, I have to have a shoe. Like it was so to that level of like we couldn't we couldn't receive any packages or mail from the United States. So like if I wanted something and I couldn't find it on the island, I literally couldn't find it on the island. Mm-hmm. I think that was like a really hard feeling. Just like I don't have any way to like get what I need here. Yeah, um, it's and- a humbling feeling. Yeah, and I mean, Katie also did this very randomly. This was a very oh, random decision. A very random decision. I need to backtrack here, like <laughs> within two, within two months. Within two months, and I don't even think at this point did you know you wanted to be a teacher? At oh this no, point? I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I just kind of feel like I need to like leave the states. Yeah. So this was a very random decision. <laughs> I just remember her calling me one time, like middle of the night, kind of having like a quarter life crisis. Oh yeah. Calling me to her house, and she was like, I just need to like get out and like go and do something mm-hmm. and not yeah. here like she wanted to see a different part of the world and yes. different culture and you definitely got that and I so. think like if you feel like that's something you need to do before you start a career then you should definitely do it because for me if I hadn't done that like my whole entire career path would be different oh yeah and it's crazy to think that like, that one decision that I thought was going to be so small ended up being the biggest decision I ever made and to do it, it required, like, a breakup from a relationship. It required me to, like, completely separate myself from my friends and family. But, like, I knew I needed to find myself. And not to be cliche, but, like... Yeah. I needed to find myself. And I needed to, like, pursue something that mattered more than just, like, my life. And um, I felt like that's what I was called to do. So I did it. And that was probably the hardest decision was just making the decision to go because it didn't really make sense. Like most people, after they graduate college, they have a job and they make money. And like, I was literally like, okay, I'm going to live with my parents until I leave. And then I'm going to leave. And I don't know what I'm coming back to. Yeah. And I had had no plan. Yeah. You had nothing coming. Were you even applying to grad schools or? I put my grad school on hold. I literally called and was like, can you just like defer my, uh, my admission and my start date? to like an- another year and they were like sure but that was first communications it wasn't even for teaching oh wow I literally yeah. was like I don't know what I want to do and it just felt like I was supposed to do it and um I had like a lot of support around me but I also like didn't have anything to lose like I didn't mm-hmm. have a relationship I didn't have like any ties career-wise so I was felt really open to doing it and I think like, there's no way I could do that now with the ties that I have. So, like, I'm glad I did it at that point in my life. And so I'd say, like, graduating college is, like, a great time to do something random like that. Like, yeah. go join the Peace Corps, do Teach for America, or go live in the Dominican. Like, <laughs> just do something random because you really don't have anything to lose. And you were not being paid at all. Oh, no. I, like, had to raise money to yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> this was Katie paid to do this. So this was not a... Uh, like, most people, like she said, go out, get a job, get yeah. a salary. Like, you literally graduated college and was like, okay, I'm going to teach in the Dominican Republic yep. in, a, in a village there. Oh, yeah. In a very, Not very in, rural like, area. This isn't Punta Cana. Like- no, no. And literally, y'all, like, I literally didn't even have transportation. Like, I was required, like, I was literally dependent on other people the entire time. And I think that, like, it's also kind of like not a very safe culture for for women to be by themselves and so just knowing that like oh my gosh like I'm here doing this it doesn't make any sense but 
looking back, I can say that that was the defining moment of my entire life because it shaped my career and it shaped my perspective on, on life in the States and like perspective on a lot of things with privilege and, um, just being a teacher, uh, the things I learned there, I can't, I can't imagine my career without having experienced it. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely burst your bubble and got out of it, which <laughs> is awesome. And also you didn't know that you were going to be a teacher even when you graduated. So I feel nope. like that gives hope to people that feel like they're yes. so confused. They're graduating college and normally people are freaked out even freshman year or senior mm-hmm. year of high school when they're thinking, what am I going to major in? What yep. am I going to do for the rest of my life? I mean, you can graduate college and still not know. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Everyone has yes. a different path. So I don't know. I think that's really important for people to hear because so many mm-hmm. people think that, oh, everyone's life is figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a degree, and mm-hmm. you get a job, and that's yeah. it. Like, good. And I think, like, I was on a track where, like, I was in a relationship. I thought I was going to major in this. Like, I, I could, I could quote-unquote see, like, the next three years of my life. Yeah. And it wasn't until literally the day I graduated college that I realized this is not what I want at all, and this is not what I'm supposed to be, and this is not even the relationship I'm supposed to be in. And it's okay to feel like everything's kind of falling apart before it falls together because, like, you have to be true to yourself at the end of the day. And if something doesn't fit or doesn't feel right or doesn't make sense, like, lean into that feeling instead of falling apart and, like, feeling like a failure because of it because Mm -hmm. it's so worth it to kind of explore and experiment with being this new stage out of college. I think people are so set in their careers from like such a young stage in college and then they don't experiment or they don't explore and then so many people end up changing their careers multiple Mm -hmm. times in their life because you know we change as people and so who you are at 18 is probably not who you're going to be at 22 23 which is definitely not who you're going to be at 30 exactly And so like just like if you don't feel like you have it all together it doesn't mean that it's not going to fit together at some point and I think for me like I needed that moment of it not fitting for me to like pursue what I really love. I got an e- I get emails from my principal that's like giving me compliments. Like, I get the data in for my kids and I realize that like I'm like the leading test have the leading test scores in the entire school. That's amazing. And it's like, well, thank yeah. you. But it's like I don't say that to brag on myself at all because it's really like not me. It might feel like everything's falling apart because that's how I felt. But that doesn't mean that you're not gonna be successful. And that doesn't mean that you're not gonna have a career because that's how I felt. I was like, I, I'm choosing to like say no to something that makes sense on paper to pursue something that seems kind of wild and crazy and spontaneous. And I didn't know that it would lead to like the most fulfilling career that I could ever have. Yeah, no, that is insane. And I remember when you called me on your literally graduation day, (laughs) calling me at her house and basically just completely like changing the course of her life I mean she called me and she was like I have to break up with my boyfriend Mm -hmm. um I don't want to go to grad school right now I want to go to do like mission work or Mm -hmm. the Dominican I don't know if Dominican was in your head at that point but you wanted to travel or do Mm -hmm. see another part of the world and this was so random I mean three hours earlier we were celebrating her graduation at a party with who you were with at that time like so happy there was nothing wrong but but I kind of nothing wrong on paper on paper and it's like I I felt like a gut feeling like something isn't right something isn't right and I thought the day I graduated all the stress would go away and that gut feeling I'd been having would go away too and I realized that 
I just wasn't being true to myself. I wasn't being true to myself in the relationship. I wasn't being true to myself in my career. And I wasn't doing what I really loved because I was scared to do something that teaching seemed really difficult to me. And it seemed like scary to not make a lot of money or decent money. Or I think I let the fear of not being successful or stable, like financially stable. I let that fear kind of take over. Mm-hmm. And that's why I never did it in the first place. And then I let my fear of being alone keep me in a relationship that wasn't right. And I finally was like, I'm tired of being scared. I remember saying like, I am so tired of living scared to like live the life that I need, that I'm called to live, that I want to live. And so instead of choosing fear, I chose to like in a relationship and I chose to defer my grad school and I chose to move across the world. And that was a really, really hard choice. I don't want it to seem like it was so easy for me because it wasn't. I remember talking to you and being like, I'm literally like, I was sobbing. I was like, I don't know. This doesn't make any sense, but just how you have to be true to yourself at some point. Yeah. And I love how you said that some, even if it's, everything's falling apart, that doesn't mean it's not going to fall together. Like that is so true. And again, I feel like we live in a world where all we're seeing is the great things everyone's doing, how great everyone's yes. life is. Look at where I am. Look at what I'm doing. Like, I'm whatever. Like, it's the mm-hmm. highlight reel, like I always say. Totally. Like, what this podcast was inspired by. And it's, I mean, people are always going through uh, the fear of being alone, the fear of quitting mm-hmm. a job mm-hmm. that you hate just because of what other people might think, the yes. fear of going a non-traditional route, taking mm-hmm. a gap year. Mm-hmm. Who cares what other people think? Who cares mm-hmm. if it's not the right track, quote-unquote, of the American life or whatever? Like mm-hmm. You have to do what's right for you, and that yes. doesn't look the same for everyone. Yes, and I was so scared of like not looking like I was doing my life right. Like mm-hmm. I was so scared of what people would think. I'd be like, people are going to think I'm a failure for not having like a nine to five, like right out of college. Or they're going to think I'm a failure for like choosing to do this now instead of when I was 18 and I had less to lose. But I think so easy to give into that fear, mm-hmm. but it's so fulfilling not to. And like, I think about how your career, Natalie, is so untraditional in some ways. Yeah, you're a YouTuber and like you do like influencer stuff. That's scary. Like that's putting yourself out there on the line. And I think it's the same type of feeling of like, you have to be true to yourself yeah. and like you have to take a risk. Everything you do is a risk. There's so much bravery in that. And there's, it's so fulfilling. So I think you can apply it that message to like very different career paths and different contexts no matter like what you're going through there's always a way that you can choose to be brave instead of living in that fear yeah I love that wow I really am glad that we <laughs> talked about that <laughs> I love that sorry I that's feel like, like off topic <laughs> no no that's so on topic because it's so important for people to hear that are graduating or even if you've been graduated for mm-hmm. a while it's never too late like that's never too late that's the whole point now I am kind of gonna go back to traditional teaching I guess Mm -hmm. but I really loved that what is your morning routine like as a teacher so as a teacher I wake up and at 5 15 and I work out I wasn't doing this before and it's actually really helped me I actually do and this is so embarrassing to admit but like I do videos at home that is not embarrassing I don't like I've always been like a gym girl like I'm a gym rat like I love lifting and I like love going to the gym but Honestly, I don't have time anymore to, like, go in the mornings to the gym because it takes me, like, 10 minutes to drive there and 10 minutes to drive back, mm-hmm. and I just don't have an extra 20 minutes. So I've been doing, like, videos at home, and I really like it because it keeps me fit, and so I do that at home, and then 
I will take a shower and then I'll get dressed and ready. And then I always make coffee and breakfast. I always have a smoothie every single morning and I always make my lunch in the morning. And then, um, I'm out the door and I'm hopefully at school by seven 30. And then at seven 30, sometimes I have carpool in the morning and that requires me standing outside waving at cars for 30 <laughs> minutes in the freezing cold. And then, um, the days I don't have carpool, I have to watch kids in the hallway because as a teacher, you monitor students when they're transitioning to class. And so every morning I'm like, go to class, go to class, go to class, go to class, like <laughs> constantly, like I'm literally like repeating myself 24 seven. Sometimes I'll sing it. I'm like to be silly and the kids think it's hilarious. Oh, you're such a fun teacher. You are <laughs> such a fun teacher. <laughs> Sometimes I like start talking to them in Spanish that they look at me like I have three heads and then they like oh. get freaked out and leave. Um, <laughs> anything to get them to move in the morning from like they're gossiping or I'll like go to their little circle and be like, stop gossiping, go to class and they'll be like we're not gossiping I'm like yes you are (laughs) that's hilarious what workouts do you do free YouTube videos or I do beach body on demand it's not sponsored but (laughs) I love them (laughs) um I've been doing them and I love I have DVDs and I am like an online do the on-demand online portal thing so um, it's really helpful. Nice. Okay. Cause I know so many people probably are looking for like online workouts cause yes. people don't have time. I'm so thankful I have an apartment in my, or I'm so thankful I have a gym in my apartment because if I didn't, I would not have time to go to the gym. It's so, it honestly like takes said, so much time. Like 25 then you have minutes to park. extra. Yeah. It's like, no, you don't just drive there. Like that's 20 minutes. And then it's 10 more minutes when you factor in parking and then walking, walking to your car. In, yeah. And that's an extra 30 minutes that most people just don't have in the morning. And instead of skipping a workout, I'd rather do something at home. And especially when it's too cold to run. So like, I love running outside, but in the winter, I mean, it, it's been too cold. Like I yeah. can't do that in the morning. No, definitely. Do you think your students treat you differently because you are so young? Yes, definitely. I see this a lot with my students. They kind of they open up a lot to me, like they'll spill the tea, which is like teenagers speak for gossiping. Um, and they'll like be like, oh, Miss Colvin, like I got to spill the tea. And they'll like tell me. Do about- they say it seriously? Oh, yeah. I have to spill the tea. Yes. Yes. Literally. That's and then so they'll funny. tell me about their relationships or like their breakups or, you know, what they're going through in their life. How and- long are relationships in middle school? Oh, my God. Actually, we have one couple who's like been together for literally a year and a half. Oh, wow. So long. And then some of them are like, okay, you break up with one girl and you're like with her friend the next week. Like, I don't understand. Um, <laughs> do they wear each other's sweatshirts still with their last name on the back? They don't actually do that at my school. Oh, you um, don't have, do you have sports? Yeah, we have sports. Okay. It's not a huge sports school. And I think because it's middle school, it's kind of like the mm. the athletes are like not the biggest majority. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it's, they do like, um, talk about how they like snapchat each other or like Aww. they slide into each other's dms <laughs> and they'll like tell me like oh so-and-so slid into my dms and i'm like hey like <laughs> um but then they so we have like a really good relationship but they'll like ask me for advice um about things that they're going through at home or at school and friend drama like the girl drama is so real in middle school I'm like i remember oh, this i remember this so well oh my gosh I middle like school always, was the worst it's the worst I feel like I'm always breaking up a fight I'm always just like okay you guys need to talk it out like oh. um but honestly like I wish I had that in middle school so I just tried to be that teacher that I always wanted to have 
which is someone to like talk to and vent to. Yeah. Um, but the guys, the guys treat me differently because they treat me like a buddy. Like they'll be like, Miss Colvin, do you listen to like this rapper? Do you like, <laughs> do you listen to rap music? They'll be like, hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah. I, Katie has told me some really, really funny stories <laughs> of her middle school students. One, when they found out that she had a boyfriend. They, oh my you gosh. care to share? Yes. <laughs> so when they found out I have a boyfriend, they literally, one of them fell out of his chair. Like, literally got up out of his chair, falls, collapses on the ground, like, acting like he's about to have a seizure. And they all scream. Like, I literally couldn't get them under control for, like, five minutes. I felt so bad for the next door teacher. They were, like, asking, pummeling me with questions. Like, is he a firefighter? How tall is he? What does he look like? Tell us everything. Where'd you meet? Like, on and on and on and on. And they've been, like, obsessed with him ever since. They actually found my poor boyfriend's Instagram. <laughs> personal like photography instagram stalked him and then there was a screen grab video of his insta stories going around the grade that is hilarious like you are so the cool teacher of the school (laughs) you are 100 the cool teacher of the school so a funny thing that i haven't told you yet natalie is that he came to school today (gasps) no way yeah to bring me lunch and my students acted like animals like they were literally telling each other down the hall like Miss Colvin's boyfriend's here. Miss Colvin's boyfriend's here. And they were running down the hall to, like, get a glimpse of him. That is they amazing. Kept, they kept wanting... They literally kept saying, hi, hi, like, I'm so-and-so, whatever, like, waving their hands, like, trying to get away from him. I feel like he was a celebrity. They that literally so were, like, skipping their class to, like, come in the hallway to see him. We were in the workroom, and there's, like, a big glass windows. And they were, like pressed up their noses pressed up against the glass like pressed up against the glass and then this one kid was like i'm the one that found your instagram i'm the one that found your oh. instagram and my boyfriend's standing there like what is going on and i'm like i don't even poor know Jeremy. Poor, poor thing like he literally but he took it like a champ he started waving back and they loved it and so then like the entire day they're like can i get your boyfriend's autograph he's famous oh he's, he's my like gosh. can i get his autograph you know like they're so obsessed, and they'll be like, when's your wedding? And I'm like, I'm not engaged. Like, I don't have a ring. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's also weird because teachers are normally older, and yeah. they're always, like, most of them are married. So if you yes. hear, like, a significant other, it's, oh, it's my husband. Yes. Or it's my wife. Not, oh, my it's my boyfriend. boyfriend. Like, boyfriend is something that they have. Like, they have boyfriends and exactly. girlfriends. So I feel like they're like, oh, my God, you guys are dating? Like, oh, they're, like, so relating to yeah. it. And they're, like... They love it. Like, they'll come up and be like, Miss Coleman, like, I ship it. I ship I your ship relationship. Your I ship it. And I just think it's the cutest thing. And they, like, will write. Like, one time a student wrote on the board, like, unscramble these letters. And it was, like, Katie loves Jeremy, like, my oh, boyfriend's name. That is so cute. It's literally so cute. And I, I love that they're that they're invested because I actually have heard research. Students need to know about your personal life because they don't have, like, Sometimes they don't have the role model at home, and so it's healthy for them to hear about healthy relationships Mm -hmm. um, because they're seeing that in, like, a proper context of, like, you can have a loving relationship as an adult. And so I don't really mind it from that standpoint, and also because my boyfriend's a good sport, so he doesn't mind it either. Oh, my gosh, that's so cute. I love that. I I mean, props to you for teaching middle school because middle (laughs) school is, like, the worst set of grades I guess to teach because I remember in middle school we were so rowdy because you're out of elementary school so you think that you're like hot stuff because you're oh yeah you know out with out of the babies like Mm -hmm. you're not a baby anymore and then but you're like gonna go to high school so 
you're kind of like ruling the school, especially oh, seventh yes. and eighth graders. Like, oh yes. So and you're like that's... spraying axe in the hallway oh, and like yeah. Bath and Body Works. It's and, so cute. I mean, hormones are going crazy. You're starting to develop. <laughs> Boys are starting to like girls. Like you're starting to have crushes, and it's just there's so much drama. Yeah, it's and then if you don't fit in, then people are mean, and then there yes. could be people are bullied so much in middle school. Yeah, I've had to address that a lot with my students. I'm like, don't be mean to each other. Like, just be nice. Like, yeah. wow, how is that so hard? And I feel like it's so much more helpful coming from you because you are more I mean older teachers they can be like oh well you're you don't understand like you're yeah you were this age like so long ago but you are closer to their age so you, we remember middle school I do think it's easier for me because like they'll do things that bother other teachers and like to me I'm just like oh I was the same way like mm-hmm. they'll be really hyper in class or they'll talk a lot and I try to give them like a lot of chances before getting them in trouble because I'm like honestly like I could not shut up when I was in seventh grade yeah. like I would literally drink a monster before school every day <laughs> I would come to school like the chattiest person like so hyper don't do that guys it's like bad but I would literally be so hyper and just like I need a space to talk, and so I try to, like, give them more grace there. I definitely think it's easier being younger because I remember those things, and you just forget as you get older. Yeah, yeah. It's not, like, a fault in getting older, but, no, I definitely think that you can relate more to them. Mm -hmm. And do teachers have favorites? Oh, that's a hard question. I think that I genuinely try to, like, treat all my kids the same. I think it's a lot easier to have a relationship with kids that are open to a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. So I do have students that are, like, tell me they don't like me or they'll act like they hate my class. And it's really? just harder. Oh, yeah. But it's just harder to have a relationship with those students, so I'm naturally not as close to them. Or I'm naturally not as – I'm not as close to them as a teacher. And so it, that, that makes it hard. It's not that I don't want to be. Yeah, Some personalities don't fit, and that's okay. Like, you're not going to like every teacher – and I think that's unrealistic for you to think, like, as a teacher, oh, everyone's going to love me because it's just not true. Yeah. So I definitely think it just depends on on the student's personality. Yeah. No, definitely. I was never a teacher favorite. I was never a teacher's not favorite. Like, people, mm-hmm. teachers didn't dislike me at all. I was yeah. never a problem, but I was kind of just there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I didn't I didn't build a relationship with my teachers, but I also <laughs> wasn't loud or disruptive, and, like, I was a good student, so... They didn't have a reason to, like, not like me at all. It was just, I was kind of just there. I mean, it's kind of a stereotype that, like, teachers always hate the disruptive students. I don't think that's true at all because I have some disruptive students that they know that they're disruptive, but we have a great relationship mm-hmm. because they still respect me at the end of the day. I, they That's just the, who they are, and I just let them be loud and, and crazy and all over the place because that's how they are. Like, that's who their personality is, and... I don't want to take that from them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it comes with understanding who they are as a person. Um, What is something that you did not know before becoming a teacher? I did not know before becoming a teacher just how many hours outside of school that I was going to have to put into it. Mm -hmm. I kind of like, oh, I can't wait to decorate my classroom. I can't wait to get things together. And like, I didn't realize how many hours I was going to spend, like, just, like, shopping for school supplies and, like, getting things together. Do you have and, to pay for all your school supplies? Yeah, so my school barely gives us any money um, for school supplies, and, like, it's just not in the budget, and that's pretty typical of public school. Like, you don't get money for your classroom. Um, so sometimes I ask parents to donate things if I need them, but if I'm really desperate, I have to buy them myself. Um, I bought books for my classroom library myself. I bought all the furniture in my classroom myself. Um, and I just think like the investment financially that you take as a teacher just to be set up each year, I definitely wasn't expecting that. And I also wasn't expecting to work so much on the weekends. 
I had always heard like two things. I'd always heard that teachers work so much on the weekends. And I also heard like, it's important to have work-life balance. And I think I didn't anticipate just how much of a struggle that was going to be for me at first. It has gotten a lot easier Mm -hmm. the longer I do it. And so that's kind of what a lot of veteran teachers say is that it gets easier every year to not work on the weekends and to not put all that time into it. But I think at first that really took me aback. Like I was like, why am I literally barely sleeping and working so much? And it's just because you have so much setting up to do for each lesson. Like I will, and sometimes I'll replan every single day. Like I'll plan, I'll plan a quarter in advance, a week in a month in advance and a week in advance. And then I'm still changing my plans every day. Yeah, because every day is different. Exactly. You might get delayed. You might get... Oh, a fire drill can throw you off. Or, like, an unexpected assembly. Or the students might not get something. And I think I kind of anticipated... I had this, like, false expectation as a teacher that if I teach it once, kids are going to get it. And that's just not true. And I think that's something I've had to learn, too, is, like, it's okay to, like, slow down and Mm reteach all the time because you'd rather them get it eventually than to rush through the content. Yeah, no, so important. What is the best and worst thing about being a teacher? Definitely the best thing is, like, my relationship with my students. My relationship with my students is everything to me. They are, like, my greatest joy. I call them my kids. Um, I am invested in all of their personal lives. I can tell you, I can describe each one of them to you and their personality. And I think that that is honestly priceless. I feel fortunate to be doing it at this age without kids of my own Mm -hmm. because I think it's a privilege to invest in other people's kids while you don't have them. And I know that I won't have this time when I have my own kids. So I'm really, really happy to have the relationships I have. And I know that like a lot of these kids will end up being like Instagram friends after they graduate eighth grade. And like I'll be able to watch them grow up and, and really be investing in their life. And I think that is so priceless because I'm not, I'm not able to do that in any other job. I'm mm-hmm. able to really watch kids grow up and I don't have to parent them. I'm kind of coming at it as like an older sibling friend. Yeah. Um, I'm able to do that without really the day-to-day responsibilities of parenting them. But at the same time, every single day, I am a parent, a teacher, a counselor, sometimes a nurse, like all these unexpected yeah. roles every single day. The, the worst part about being a teacher is definitely um, just how much you're investing and how, like, equally how much you are always appreciated and how much you're not appreciated at all. Yeah. And I think... Oh, I think teachers are the most underappreciated people ever because yes. people think, oh, it's an easy major. It's so... Oh, yeah. You know, it's... They're I think, just teaching, like, whatever. Or they're young, like, teaching middle school. Like, you should know that stuff already. I don't know. I just feel like... Teachers are so underappreciated. Yes. And parents and older people don't see what you're doing. It can be really hard to have a difficult parent or to have um, coworkers that are older that, that might not understand or, res- or respect your method of teaching mm-hmm. um, or to have other people, like, honestly, like, other peers in my life that don't understand what I do and they, they complain about, like something in their job and I'm like, oh, I'd love to like take a lunch break or I'd love to be able to go to the bathroom whenever I, whenever I want yeah, to. Yeah, you can't go to the bathroom. I literally can't go to the bathroom <laughs> like all day. And I mean, it's, it's silly and, it, but like, I'm so dehydrated every single day because I never drink water because I never can go to the bathroom. And it's like, that is like such a teacher, quote unquote teacher problem. But, it is because like, I would never think about that. No, but like, I'm literally like we're talking right now and I'm like, I think I've had two cups of water today. Like, 
it's that's just kind of the nature mm-hmm. of, of the job and I'm honestly the hardest part is the unappreciation because I truly never stop thinking about my students I never stop thinking about my job I dream about teaching I dream about lesson plans like my other teacher friends are the same way because if you're invested in this job you're fully invested and I think just not having that appreciation and, and respect in return sometimes can be so draining because I'm gonna mess up I'm a human like I'm not gonna be perfect I mm-hmm. mean and I think sometimes students expect you to be perfect and when you're not they disrespect you or people in general don't respect you and I think our honestly like our government doesn't respect teachers enough with like financially compensating them and I think it's just all around just unappreciation for really the level of time and commitment because um, I can tell you that I never stop thinking about my students and that's really emotionally draining too so like I might not be working like when I'm laying in bed but I'm always thinking and like thinking about a student in like a personal situation or a crisis that they might be in um, and just wanting to like be there for them in the right way so I think just turning that off is really difficult. Yeah, you can't. And that's why I feel like you are a really great teacher because you have those qualities. Oh, thank you. Because you actually love it. You're not just doing it because, oh, it was an easy major, so I'm just no. going to go into teaching. People and it's who, not an easy major. <laughs> yeah, no. And people who do that, though, I feel like they last like a year. That's it. the thing. It's like They're not lifelong teachers. or they're This not. is not the career you go into that you're like, I literally only want to do it for a year. This is yeah. the career you go into because you're like, I am a natural teacher. This is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And you still might burn out. That's yeah. the reality. Yeah. It's like the statistics on teacher burnout are crazy. Like most teachers don't teach more than five years because it's so emotionally exhausting. And, you know, I'll never make a promise for my career. I'm going to work this many years. I'm going to work this many years because I've learned to really be open to like what the next chapter holds. But I will say that this is not a career that I went into like with a mindset of oh this is going to be easy or this is only going to be a year it's temporary this is not the job to do that because you're investing in people and people matter the most yeah no wow well I have loved having you on this podcast I really really like this episode a lot and it's also nice because we're friends too so it's just way easier like talking to a friend on a podcast (laughs) and it has been so so much fun so thank you so much for having me it was an honor and do you want to plug yourself do you want to say where they can find you oh sure so i am on insta um you might want to send me a dm and say like i'm not a student uh, or potential student i am a follower of natalie's uh (laughs) because i have this tendency to block everybody I don't know because I think they're my students in disguise um (laughs) so I'm like at katie underscore colvin and then I also have a food account that I do food posting food blogging in charlotte so it's at katie eats clt and um yeah I love it I can answer if you guys have any questions about teaching please don't hesitate to either like dm natalie or dm me because honestly I wish I had someone to talk to when I was making this choice because there's a lot of things I learned the hard way and there's so many nitty gritty things about Mm -hmm. teaching that like I couldn't talk about on like a podcast because it's just honestly boring for people who aren't teachers but if there's any specific questions you have or like you want to know more specifically like how I lesson plan or how I go about my day-to-day as a teacher how I practice self-care any of those types of things just like let me know and I'm happy to help well thank you for that katie seriously thank you so much this was so much fun thank you so much for having me yeah i hope that this inspired any of you guys or that you guys don't feel as alone anymore or anything at all so thanks thank you